0: to see you, this is so exciting. Uh, thank you, are we starting right now? Uh, well, we, we don't have to.
1: Okay, no, I just wanted to, I didn't know if like this was already the beginning of it, but I just wanted to say great to see your beautiful face and I feel so honored and grateful and blessed for this opportunity, so thank you.
0: I feel the same way. It's great to see your beautiful face. I feel the exact same way. And actually I feel like this is a great way to start. Wouldn't this be a great way to start every meeting? Mm. Wow. Mm. I feel so blessed and honored. Wonderful to see your beautiful face. Thank you very much. (laughs) I mean, how, how, oh my gosh, I, I feel so welcome. I want you to feel welcome. We, we are just uh, so, so blessed to be working with the Choose Love Movement, aren't we? I wake up every single morning just, uh. Thanking God for this opportunity and, and to work with people like you.
1: Ah, Well, likewise, right back at you. Thank you so much. It's a privilege and honor. So
0: I feel the exact same way. Absolutely. Julia. Thank you. And we'll just, we'll just start because I feel like that was a perfect start. (laughs) sounds great well thank you yeah so I wanted to introduce you Julia to to everyone who follows the choose love movement so they could have the benefit as I do of knowing you but also to understand exactly What gifts and talents that you bring to the Choose Love movement? A little bit more about you, a little bit about why you were attracted to the Choose Love movement. Uh, You you started first as an ambassador uh, from Wisconsin. And uh, so a little bit about your background and then how we, uh, how you moved into this space of being our director of professional development for the Choose Love movement. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I was just
1: thinking before I got on this call just about my journey and what led me here, and mm-hmm. it is a, a, it's a journey. You know, I I started as a teacher, uh, fourth grade teaching fourth grade. You know, I actually when I went to college, I I it was I wasn't that person that always wanted to be a teacher. It actually kind of hit me. My second year in college, um, I was actually going to school for business management and realized that business classes were not for me. I had an aunt that was a beautiful soul in my life and she was a teacher and she really inspired me. She died from a tragic accident at an early age and I was just inspired by by her and her ability to just show love and compassion to others because she did that to me and it just kind of I got this nudge and and calling then to just, you know, I think I'm going to actually wanted to be a counselor for school, and then I I thought, well, I need my master's for that, so let me go to school to become a teacher, and then I'll slowly go back to get my counseling certification as I teach, so I started teaching back in um, 1999 uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, inner-city school, fourth grade, uh, title one school, lots of needs, lots of unfortunate uh, situations in the school, and you know, I was that, that teacher that, you know, your first couple of years, you're just trying to make it and get by. But I realized what I really loved most about being a teacher was just, um, you know, being with my students. I really cared about them. I, I My heart went out to them. I knew the pain and suffering they were going through. I, I actually wasn't the teacher that really cared about math scores or test scores. Or You know, I obviously wanted to help them thrive with their academics. But for me, it was really about... Um, helping them uh, through life and uh, so I taught for seven years at fourth grade and um, I I did some really cool things you know one of the programs I'm really uh, was excited about sharing was this program called um, it was creating an original opera I was trained out of the um, New York Opera Theater Guild to implement this year-long program which helps students um, utilize their strengths and really just uh, an opportunity for them to work together in different ways. You know, there was musicians and carpenters and writers and electricians and just we use all the subjects and integrated that into uh, this year-long development that they created and it was such a cool amazing experience and um, so I, I had my first daughter then uh, in my seventh year of teaching and actually I kind of put a I, I stopped teaching for a year and I'm like I'll go back because we could have a year off and Then after a year, um, I got pregnant again. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to take a break. So I I stopped teaching full-time, but I actually never left the educational world. I went and I was still choreographing at the high school. I have a minor in dance. So I was doing some fun working in the high school. And I actually also used that time that I stayed home to get my master's, which was integrating the arts and education. And it was through that uh, experience that I really uh, just, it was, I mean, I, I knew I always had a passion for mu- mu- movement, music, art integration. I saw how my students thrived off of that. And um, so it was also during that time that I developed, well, actually, at the end of my the master's, I developed this thesis with some members of my cohort. And it was actually a whole development on lessons for uh, creating quality communities in our schools and our classrooms. And it was this whole, you know, I'm I'm building positive mindsets and and working together and building those uh, connections and relationships. And it was uh, just a really cool experience. So it was also during that time as my master's, I I discovered this program in Milwaukee and it was called, um, it's an organization, nonprofit called DanceWorks, and they actually bring the art programming into the schools of uh, inner city, inner inner city schools in Milwaukee. And I'm like, wow, that really connected to me because I could kind of create my own schedule. And I still want to be with my kids, but I still want to be in the schools. So I started, after I finished my master's, I went and worked for this nonprofit and I taught in inner city schools. And we brought art and movement and um, dance with a focus on, you know, cultivating those relationships, enhancing well-being, Um, but also, you know, utilizing the arts, which is where my passion uh, lied. And I just, It was also during that time when I was teaching in inner city schools. Though you know, I it was it was a challenge. You know, lots of unfortunate situations that that I saw each and every day. I remember I always start my classes with restorative circle practices. And one day I did a um, it was go around the room and we're just going to share one thing about yourself. And today the topic was what's one thing that that makes you scared of. I said okay I'll start. My name is Mrs. Richter and I'm I'm scared of spiders. And we go around the circle. And these students say, you know, I'm scared of drive-by shootings. I'm scared of getting kidnapped. I'm I'm scared of getting beat up. I'm scared of walking outside my house at night. And I was like, man, (laughs) I realized quick, you know, if I didn't show up each and every day in a loving, authentic, caring way, I'd lose my students. And so it was from the very beginning, I knew that I had to take that time to really build those connections with my students and let them know that I loved them and I cared for them because they didn't have enough of that in their lives. And I really, um, I, I just was blown away by the courage, you know, that a lot of these students demonstrate just to come to school and what they battled through. So, um, but it was also during this time that I had to, you know, admit and be vulnerable here that I struggled with my own well-being because, you know, when you teach in an environment like that and you see the unfortunate things that happen through their behavior, right? How they treat other kids, how they talk, how they even treat themselves it's it's you know you just want to help them you want to bring them all home but you know you can't but you you oftentimes take that pain and stress home and for me i you know i didn't really necessarily know how to cope with it and i you know i'd pop that bottle of wine and it became it was it ended up becoming like a nightly habit for me because you know why does anybody drink or do drugs to numb the pain and it's I, empathy,
0: empathy, burnout, and fatigue. I mean, I know a lot of people that are listening are identifying with that, Julia, including myself. absolutely. It is real.
1: and i learned that right away, start, you know, when I was teaching fourth grade full time too. and i I realized that I was having a hard time just knowing how to serve myself and how to really focus on my well-being and because I was doing it the wrong ways you know, I had a—I came from a family that struggled with alcoholism and so that's what I I grew up seeing too and I knew quickly that if I didn't start to serve myself you know I'd I'd be of less value to my students my family my two daughters um my husband my you know first and foremost myself and so It was then during that time that I'm, it was a few, you know, I taught for 12 years uh, for this nonprofit and uh, it was a couple of, well, towards the end of that time, I was like, you know what? I'm feeling this calling for something different. I didn't know what, but I I just stumbled across this program. It was this amazing coaching uh, program to get my leadership and life-forming leadership coaching, amazing instructor. And I kind of had this aha moment through that. Like I, I'm not loving myself with how I'm treating myself. You know, I'm trying to show love to everybody else, but I'm really not loving myself and I need to start really doing that. And so after I got my coaching certification, I actually, this was in like 2009, uh, 2018, around that time in 2019. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to create this program and it's going to call coaching through the arts to a greater self-love. And I'm going to do this in the schools, inner city Milwaukee schools. I already have lots of connections through, you know, uh, the program I was teaching for. And some of the teachers and principals were like, yeah, oh my gosh, our students need this too. I'm like, well, I need this myself. And I know, you know, just teaching. And I guess what's really cool about my experience, I was blessed to be in so many different schools. Like I, You could walk into a building and you could sense the culture from the moment you walk in that door, whether it's a school culture that is loving and kind, or it's like, it's got issues and problems. And, you know, I was in a lot of schools that had issues and problems. And I'm like, I just want to help, you know, I just want to bring this love into the schools. And so I started, it was, this now comes, brings us around to like, the beginning of two, uh, 2020, and I just kicked off this program, and I'm kind of piloting it, and I'm just throwing this up. Actually, I'm using a lot of the content from my thesis that I created in this curriculum um, to bring the arts and enhancing self-love and self-care, but also nurturing uh, our relationships within our classrooms, and this is not just for students, but teachers, and and then, you know, I was a few months in, and boom, here comes COVID. I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, and because of, of The programming I taught for, which actually more of my uh, dance works, I kind of focus on bringing movement and art, uh, movement, we call it Mad Ballroom and Tap. So I actually got to teach (laughs) sixth grade students how to ballroom dance, how to partner, how to respect each other, how to, you know, it was a really amazing experience. Because day one, you walk in, they're like, no way, I ain't doing this stuff. And we're like, I know, I understand where you're coming from. It's okay to feel that way. But, you know, by the end of the program, we had this huge... Um, culminating experience at uh, this big Bradley Center arena where we had a competition. All these like 50 some schools would come together and showcase these dances. And so um, what I taught was very interactive in the schools and we didn't pivot to virtual very quickly.
0: So my program I mean, you kind of how can you teach dance virtually I mean I'm sure that you can but don't you think there's such a strong connection between dance music and joy and opening <laughs> yourself up to joy you kind of have to get beyond you know those 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 things that tether us down to be able to access that and what a perfect way mm-hmm.
1: yes yeah. oh my gosh it was and you know what I saw through that experience you know kids that walked in with their heads down and not a lot of self-confidence, not a lot of self-esteem. And by the end of that program, they're going on this big arena floor and they're partnering up you know, with another classmate and they're doing these ballroom dances and tap dances. It was a beautiful experience, one of the most rewarding um, opportunities to be part of that programming. And I actually still teach today um, just one day a week for it because I just love it so much and anyways we'll get to that in a second so yes it was at that time though that all of a sudden everything stopped and I'm like I was never one to sit still you know I'm like what am I gonna do at this time I need to do something so this is March of 2020 and I'm like well you know I just created this this coaching program um coaching through the arts to a greater self-love my name, my title of my business was called love wins. I always, you know, that's my life mantra. I believe wholeheartedly. Oh yes. Love your (laughs) peers. And I, you know, so, um, yeah, I just, you know, I had this epiphany when I went through my coaching program, you know, how much loving ourselves and loving others and the greatest gift is love, you know? So, but it was at this time then, I'm like, I need to do something. So I actually hired these two amazing coaches that I, I'm like, I got to do something with this. You know, I knew it needed to be something bigger and greater. I didn't know how I knew it, but I knew I needed help getting there. And so I hired these two coaches and they put me through this amazing process to kind of validate what are the greatest needs in our schools today. And so, you know, I interviewed over a hundred like principals, counselors, teachers, and just You know, what are we struggling with? I knew already just from being in the schools what a lot of schools are struggling with, but I knew I needed to validate that more. And it really was, you know, our teachers are suffering. Like our teachers are falling apart. There's so much burnout, there's that compassion fatigue, there's uh, that just a sense of, I'm lost, you
0: know, and there's all also- you're talking about during COVID or was this before COVID? Yeah, well, this was dur- after
1: right when COVID hit, I knew that was already happening. But the my, the coaches I hired had me go through this process of validating what's what are the greatest needs, because I knew I wanted to build a, a coaching program to help support our schools that mm-hmm. are suffering, which yes. we all need support, you know, with well, being. Yes. and the greatest, you know, what I heard the common thread was, you know, our our kids, you know, the relationships, how they're getting along, our students, even our staff, there's this yeah. disconnect, we need to work together and really cultivating these relationships, we need to enhance their well being, there's just, we don't know how to do that, how to get there. And right now with COVID, oh, Lord, it's just falling apart.
0: And I so- mean, you know, like you said, like, the, the, uh, the health care workers and the educators, I mean, they have all of these students and all of this Diverse need within their 25 kids or or maybe if you're an administrator, a whole school, and as you said, you've got all of these stories, you only have partial control, you only have when they're in your classroom, you know, sometimes what they're going back home to, and it's so it just weighs so heavily on your heart. Can't always choose, you know. There, you want to choose their path. You want to give them the skills and tools, and then, you know, they come home with another story. All of the everything that you said about what they fear. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's so understandable to me why educators are having such a tough time because. They have the hardest job in the entire world. We give them our most precious asset for the majority of the day and ask them to help shape and mold them into the human beings they're going to become. So it's it's not just academics, it's everything. And it's it's so vital for our future. And there's so much weighing on them. And now you've got this whole COVID thing where there's been such a huge loss of academic uh, progress and 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 they feel responsible for that and it's just ah what it's I I'm just kind of giving my view too because I'm out there as well and seeing this and it's really it's really tough it is it, like you said teachers have one of the most challenging
1: jobs out there but also the most rewarding you know if you I guess if you really remember and you know why we do what we do and, and bring it back to that because you can feel overwhelmed so fast. And, and if we really take the time to focus on what matters most, right, which is caring for one another, helping support one another, um, knowing that we have each other's back and that we're not alone in this, in these struggles, you know, that is, I love this quote by Theodore Roosevelt saying nobody cares how much you know until until they know how much you care and it's huh. the truth of the matter. And and so, you know, if we can take that time in our classrooms to really focus on and really demonstrating care and love to our students and, and cultivating that and the connection um, and that's what I found, you know, through my discovery and through this validation process that that's what really our schools needed. Mm. And so I started coaching just actually voluntarily to coaches all over, not just the United States, but the world. You know, I created this network on Facebook and I, I titled it CARES and it stood for Cultivating Authentic Relationships in the Education System. And, um, I have, you know, a lot of just kind of reached out to my networks. Hey, we're here to support you. Come join this group and we'll support each other through the way. And I'm here to help coach. So I took my coaching experience through my certification process and I started to just coach. And I realized just even school leaders need that support because they, you know, are caring about their, their teachers and, and all the staff and their students and families and who's there to support them. And it was through that process too, that I just, they were so grateful um, to just have that opportunity. So it was also during this time I had just put together cares and I was doing some coaching, you know, just trying to utilize my time the best I could home virtually. And I, you know, I did lots of research on all these different programs because knowing that there is such a need for, social, emotional wellness out there and growing in relationships. I'm like, I'm just going to do lots of research on all these programs out there. So I found a lot of different programs doing lots of research. There's so much out there. And I had some experience too, just being in the classroom for so many years. Um, But I, you know, one day I'm like, what is my why? Why am I doing this? Why, why do I really care about it? I'm like, it is to just bring more love in this world. You know, I have this mantra, like, love wins. I just, you know, walking, driving home from school so many days, like we just need more love in our schools. And like, how can we do this? Like, we got to have this huge movement in order to make a profound change in this world. How can we do this? So one day I'm like, I'm just going to go social, emotional learning, love. Let's see what comes up. So I Googled it and I find this choose love movement. I'm like, what? You know, is this real? Is this- Oh my gosh! I need to like get involved immediately. So I like, you know, sent out a request. I love to connect with you. This is really connecting to my heart. Immediately, I started diving into the webpage. Oh my gosh! There's so much embodied in this, like the programming, the curriculum, pre-K through 12, and all these supplemental resources. And so, you know, connected with uh, Alexis right away, and she's like, "Oh, guess what? We have a training in two days. Um, for to become an ambassador. I'm like, Are you kidding?" I'm there. And so this was uh this happened so fast, but I'm like, well, I was just, you know, really feeling blessed and grateful that this pathway was being led uh to me at the point in the in the time. And I so I took the training and I met this beautiful Scarlett Lewis and was just like my heart was touched to the, the core by your story, Scarlett. And you know, to this day, I I just just so moved by, you know, Jesse and like the message that he left for our world, you know, to spread nurturing, healing, love, the six-year-old boy, and, you know, the courage, too, that he demonstrated the day of the, the tragic shooting. I, rem- You know, I remember, too, just even when that happened, just being struck just so hard, like, oh, this is so horrific and so sad, and we continue to see these school shootings, and I was even in a school that had a bullet shot through the, the school window, and, you know, I this is what our kids live in, and I... I just, it was just like immediately, I'm like, I, I was just moved to the core and just knew that this was uh, a mission that I needed to be part of. And so I immediately became an ambassador for the state of Wisconsin and teamed up with my amazing co-ambassador, Tiffany Holmke, here in Wisconsin. And we just tried to do all that we could to spread this initiative across the state and in our schools, communities, and um. Met so many wonderful people through the movement. And then it was, uh, you know, a few months after that we were talking about how can we, you know, help generate some revenue or a nonprofit. We help serve a lot of communities and schools. And I'm like, well, you know, I just built this coaching program. But, the the you know, the funny thing was, is I knew I, I needed something to connect with that coaching program to really allow it to thrive or allow it to uh, you know come full circle and 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 allow it to actually work and so when i'm like hey i have this coaching program and i'm like can i and i presented it to you and the team and um you know it was at that moment that it just was like yeah let's move forward and creating some workshops to help focus on the well-being of our teachers and school leaders first because we know we can't serve out of empty cups i knew that first and foremost as a teacher
0: Yeah, and- so important
1: And so important. And then also, you know, support on how can we help our schools um, implement this programming so it's successful and maximized and, you know, creating this belief blueprint and, and, um, you know, universal language. And so that's where kind of cares of what we call Choose Love cares now. And I just feel so grateful. We have a beautiful team of facilitators. And, you know, I, I just feel so I'm blessed and honored and privileged to be doing what I do each and every day um, I still actually been teaching I actually this is kind of funny it went full circle I'm back at the school that I taught fourth grade at back in 99 um, and I'm actually just on boarded choose love into the school and I am still teaching for dance work so I'm doing the movement and dance but also you know weaving in choose love and so the whole school is and you know this is This is the third largest district in the state of Wisconsin with like some of the highest school suspension rates, you know, last year. And it's really cool to see this culture shift happening right in front of my eyes. (laughs) And I love being able to speak firsthand, you know, when I facilitate workshops of like my experiences teaching this in the schools and how it's not just for students, but for us as adults, like it is transformational. I can't tell you how much I've learned you know, since I joined the movement it, it back in 2020, it was August of 2020, where I just, I've been transformed, you know, I understand what it what we need to do to really enhance our well being to fill our cup and to be able to live and lead with love. And so that's what I love about this program more than anything, it's it is for everyone. It's universal. It's it's not just for the little kids, it, it brings us teachers back to our why, you know, why are we doing what we're doing? And how do we want to lead how do we want to teach how do we want to inspire what type of a
0: human being do we want to be and that is and it's a choice and it's a choice the whole, the whole title choose love and and we know the opposite of anxiety is positive action and it gives you an ability to to choose your way out of anxiety and and the skills and tools to do it which is amazing and i loved julia just the concept of cares of caring as you said caring Beyond kindness, you know, I, I would I would travel to schools and almost all of them had a kindness initiative, um, but sometimes I kind of felt like it was like a week-long uh, kindness objective and it was a way to check off the box sometimes. And, and it's, of course, kindness is wonderful and they would do things, uh, you know, that action piece. But it wasn't something that was woven into the DNA of the school. It wasn't something that uh, the culture was founded on. And I feel like caring. Takes kindness to the next level because it it focuses on that action component, it, the the head and the heart and the body. Like all of it has to be in action to care. And and uh, you know, even from from my experience as being a mom um, with a son that went back into his school district in Newtown, and he would say all the time nobody cares about me when he came home after his little brother's murder and I would I would just I would say I don't understand how can you say that people don't care about you they're they're going to extreme lengths to show you they care they're they're reducing your homework they're giving you a place to go to when you want some quiet they're um they're giving you a a different place to take tests you know you get days off like I don't understand why you don't think they care and I learned a valuable lesson it was because uh his educators weren't present with him. They they uh didn't have the courage to say Jesse's name, to acknowledge his grief. And 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 that's so important. And it's it's something that you talk about, Julia, and it's it's really, really important to understand. I didn't know it. You know, I've learned so much going through my experience that I wanted to take what I've learned and offer it to people so they didn't have to learn it in the same difficult way. But the the caring part is, is literally, as you said, you know, ha- having... Uh, the ability to be present, having taken care of yourself, put your oxygen mask on first and being present with these kids, even in difficulty and not necessarily going down into the, the, uh, the hole in the ground with them, you know, take, you know, you talked about empathy, fatigue, empathy, burnout, not, not necessarily taking on their pain, but definitely seeing that need and then actively doing something to help ease that need. That's compassion. Um, That's, caring. And and the quote that you shared, absolutely, we all want to feel cared about. When we feel cared about, we feel safe. We feel that there is somebody that Uh, supports us as you said and has our back and and that's for the teachers themselves but also for our students and 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 just to you know even if somebody's listening and they say I already know all this just to have a reminder of it and then you you not only teach that in your workshops but you also follow it up with movement and and you kind of have this this whole thing that's brain heart and body you 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 do it all together and you can see from your tremendous background how you're able to do that. But it's really, really powerful.
1: Yeah. I, I think you said so many powerful things there. You know, number one, yes, I do feel we need to be reminded sometimes more than taught. You know, a lot of us here, we know this, but it is those reminders. And I feel like sometimes we as educators don't really realize the magnitude our impact can have on those that mm-hmm. we teach. You know, I mm-hmm. I just this past year. I got a a message from a former student, Paula, and she, you know, I knew her home life was really rough. She had some, you know, went through being homeless and and uh, just unfortunate stuff with, you know, neglect and and um, her story. You know, she just reached out to me this last year. I haven't talked to her in probably I don't know 18 years since she left the fourth grade door.
0: Wow!
1: Like I just found you on Facebook, and I just wanted you to know that um, the way you taught and the way that you showed how much you cared left a significant impact on my life. And it led me to being a teacher today. Uh And you said, I, and I just want you to know, as I go back to my why and why I'm teaching, you know, I just want to thank you for setting the bar so high. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, you know, at the time, like I said, I feel like we're just trying to give by. We're just trying to survive at times. But if we can take the time to really, really do what matters most and and, and care for our students and show them love and really, uh, you know, build that trust and respect, everything else will fall on the plate. We can always look at this being another thing added to the plate. I don't have time for this. Another thing added to the plate, added to the plate. Or we can look at this being the plate. This is the foundation of our why we do what we do. There will be a, a lot less, you know, broken plates out there if we can really prioritize this work and and know how much it matters for, you know, everything else to happen in our education system to operate more smoothly. So, um, this is like
0: filling up our own tanks. This is like filling up the educator tanks so that they can help fill up the kids' tanks, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we got to fill those tanks up full. <laughs> We do. We do. Even though it it takes effort. Mm-hmm. It does take effort. I mean, I I I think about now like nobody told me how much effort it takes to be happy and to find joy. You 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 almost have to know how to navigate these uh these things that are coming at you in order to find it. It's almost like a treasure map that you're giving somebody through these workshops. The ability to navigate Whatever happens in your life, and then see it uh, in addition, see it as an opportunity for growth and know how to grow through it. And, uh, and you know, a lot of that is self awareness and perspective, um, being able to navigate stress. Everybody's saying they're so stressed out, but having the digging a little bit deeper and knowing that there's a couple different kinds of stress is it a threat stress or is it a distress and and how a lot of times we're able to choose how we perceive these and whether it helps us grow or or whether it can take us down and uh and it's so important do you want to talk a little bit more about um the workshop piece and uh and and what what you offer what that looks like what the benefits are Sure. Yeah. I think, you know, what you just said, you know, we need, it takes work. It takes effort to learn these, these skills and time and effort. Like you, you, you have to put the time and effort in now and the payout is for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you know, that's what Choose love programming. That's what it it does, and that's like I said, I was transformed through it,
0: and so, and I a- was too, Julia. I just want to mention, I was too. I didn't have these skills and tools at forty four years old when Jesse was murdered, and I was looking for a solution, and I I saw what we were doing wasn't working, and I definitely didn't want to join that battle. I wanted to figure out. Uh, a novel approach and address the 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 root cause of the suffering that led to that and leads to so much uh distress distress and dysfunction in our schools homes and communities and so that's what we teach but i didn't know a lot of it either and i'm living proof that you can actually learn it and it can it can transform your life mm-hmm. It's so true, and
1: and that's the same thing as I was, you know, as I discovered the movement, and I just dove right in, like full throttle. I'm like, this is great stuff, and I just started to practice it for myself. And I was like, wow, you know, recognizing the benefits and values that it had on my own life, and now just feeling this strong desire. We got to spread this out there. We got to train our teachers, you know, with with this content and with this essential information that and and life skills that will help us, you know flourish and help us get through these really challenging times. And so that's really what our workshops do, a lot of our workshops too. We try to, you know, make it very engaging and uh, generate some fun and connection through shared learning and community building. Um, we really want to focus on, you know, ourselves and uh, enhancing our well-being. And uh, through different mindfulness, mental fitness, and choose love practices, uh, experiencing our choose love formula of courage, gratitude, forgiveness, compassion, and action. And then, you know, not only that, like you said, we also bring in the growth mindset piece. And, and uh, we're obviously very trauma-informed due to being you know born out of a traumatic event and practicing post-traumatic growth and um, resilience. Uh, And so that's just what a lot of our workshops do, you know, learning the foundations to integrate these practices into our personal and professional life to cultivate positive, healthy, mental and emotional state of beings in order to really live and lead and teach with love. Mm -hmm. And so um, we also have workshops that, uh, like I said, with our implementation support that really helps kind of create a step by step experiential journey through the curriculum and kind of really walk away with knowing exactly the best ways and best practices to to implement this programming into our schools. We also have, um, you know, you can check out if you actually go to chooselovecares.org, all of our different um, opportunities. We have a masterclass series, which really helps to nurture and support the well-being of school staff throughout the whole year. And we focus on different character pillars throughout the year. So we have uh, semester one focusing on courage. Semester two gratitude. Semester three forgiveness, and semester four compassion and action. And really, this this is designed to help build support and momentum of our programming. A lot of times, you feel like you come in at the beginning of the year and it's this big bang kickoff rally, and then it's like, see ya. But we're here to support you throughout the year. We know that creating these opportunities. To work together as a staff with this work is so essential uh, to support our well-being and also teaching uh, um, different self-regulation techniques and strategies. We also just are really proud to share some some strategy workshops, which we use this um, uh, surveys to uh, generate. Uh, we actually really feel at the importance of acknowledging the voices of all school stakeholders. You know, parents, teachers. Um, administrators, students and 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 using their voices to identify what are the the greatest pain points and needs and then using a strength-based approach to really work them through that to create some significant goals to help them and use our our programming to support that. So you can see all of our different options that we have two different uh, really great strategists that came on board to help with that process too. So uh, just, we feel, and we're, we're adding more workshops as we go. We know to start off with your beautiful keynote is like the ultimate experience to really just,
0: you know, it, it touches the heart and, and it just- Opens the heart. I feel like it opens the heart, which opens the mind, which mm-hmm. enables you to understand how this can literally change your life and change your world. And it's, it's, it is really powerful. And, and so, you know, starting off with that is great, but I mean, literally you have created the professional development that can literally walk uh, an entire school district through this entire process. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we know that we, there are, is, there is some, there is this support that is needed, you know, in our schools because there's, as we know, we just talked about all the stuff that's going on and um, just the unfortunate, you know, trauma and stress that has a result from COVID and how, you know, we we know that um, our schools need support and so that's what CARES does. We care for our school systems and we also are taking these workshops though too and modifying them to speak to other audiences. So it's not just you know the school systems. We can also help with communities and organizations. Um, even as you know, Scarlett, like prison centers, going in and, and also bringing some of these experiential workshops into other organizations too. So we really uh, wanted to make sure we speak to all of our uh, Choose Love family out
0: there. <laughs> it's true. It's it's really amazing. I mean, I, I this has gone so far beyond where I originally envisioned this, and and really. Where anyone has ever envisioned this type of learning going into governmental agencies, foster care, um, certainly for at-risk youth, uh, for special needs, um, uh, governors' offices, prisons, as you said, it's it's really been an incredible adventure. This is something that helps us as humans. It's 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 focused on what we have. In common as human beings, there's a lot of focus on differences, and uh, and and our brains are even kind of wired to to look for differences. But this focuses on what we have that is the same, and that is love. We all have a wanted need to love and be loved, and it's also pain, and discomfort, and anxiety, and fear. We all feel that regardless of what age and. In other words, we've got to give our kids the skills and tools, the coping mechanisms they need ourselves, ourselves if we feel like we don't need it. Um, the self-awareness to understand, Hey, I need some skills and tools that I don't have in my toolbox because I didn't learn them and, and that's okay. So, so get them, put them in there through your professional development, make sure that everybody has these skills and tools because they need to be there for one another. As you said, as educators, you know, you, they need to support one another because they're supporting our most precious asset. And that is our children. And uh, and and I and I love. I mean, I love. First of all, your workshop just has gets everybody from uh, where, wherever they're coming in. You know, whatever level of in, ducky inflation, as we say, from from one, which is fully inflated, to kind of this duck in the water that is that is without air, and uh, and by the end, you've got them on their feet, literally singing and dancing and and smiling and and getting and you you see the the buckets being filled and it's really beautiful.
1: Thank you. You know, I guess one thing I learned through teaching inner city so many years, I knew that if I didn't come in with a thousand and one percent energy, you know, up to the brim, positive mindset, you know, with optimism and hope and encouragement. You know, like I needed that each and every single day. And so that's what I try to bring to my workshops too with that energy and passion and just drive to really present and share this material and experience it firsthand. So we can be, you know, filled up and transformed and and in order to do what we need to do, right? In this world. And I, I always say, you know, it starts with loving yourself first. We know that um, how there's a, a quote by Lucille Ball how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you and um if you love yourself first everything else will fall into place and so how important that is that we really got to start with ourselves and i learned that first you know and that's why i kind of took that role where i just started investing in myself and and once i started to do that wow doors started to open up and it was a beautiful thing and led me to this beautiful Choose Love movement, which I will be forever grateful and honored and privileged and blessed to be a part of. Thank you so well, much.
0: Uh, thank you. And we say that that um, those that join are recruited by Jesse. And I know that, that he absolutely recruited you. And uh, we're so blessed to have you, so blessed to have all of the gifts and talents that you bring. I mean, an extensive history of knowledge uh, about how to really navigate this life and and find happiness and joy and, and then be able to model that for your kids. I mean, I, I truly believe that's why we're all here on earth to be able to take our lived experience, both good and bad, which is the definition of wisdom, I think, and, and use that wisdom to help other people. And, and actually that's what you're doing. And I, I want to thank you for your vulnerability today, too, for sharing your heart and your story. And, uh, you know, I think it's really powerful when someone shares their own pain and then how they've grown through it, because you've got other people that are listening that are in pain, too. And just knowing that there are skills and tools that you can learn that can move you through it and, and create, help you create uh, a joy and happiness, and even more so the self-confidence and self-awareness and self-esteem that you need to be a model for this to then pay it forward and, and have all of this just be emanating from you. So it it is, it's incredible. And um, do you have anything else that you want to share with us? Any you know, time? I, I guess I just,
1: uh, like to end today just with, um, you know, I, I, have this hope and optimism and it really is, I think from the choose love movement and knowing that our world, you know, we all thrive. We are, as you said, connected on the want and need to love and be loved. And so just to open our hearts, uh, to always learning new things and, and, um, Knowing that when we take the time to do so, to uh, support ourselves and, and nurture ourselves and, you know, spread the nurturing, healing love, I do, and I, I've seen it and I believe it, that this world will be, you know, transformed in a, a beautiful way. So I just uh, feel so grateful again and blessed. Thank you so much for this opportunity just to be here with you today, Scarlett. I just love you and I'm honored of this uh Opportunity.
0: I love you too. And I share your optimism and hope. And it's not rainbows and unicorns optimism, it is optimism because we've lived this we've been in those dark places and we know that we can emerge from them even stronger so that is where our optimism and hope comes from real real lived experience and i thought maybe we would uh end today with the starfish story for all of our beautiful hero educators that are out there listening Um, there was a little boy that was walking down the beach and he's picking up starfish and throwing them into the water. This older man is walking, coming down from the other end of the beach. And he comes upon the little boy and he says, little boy, what are you doing? And the little boy says, well, the tide's gone out and all these starfish are stranded. And unless I pick them up and throw them into the water, they're going to die. And the old man kind of chuckles and he says, little boy, I just came from the other end of the beach. There are tens of thousands of starfish all over this beach. If you worked all day, you would never make a difference. And the little boy bent down. And this is, I mean, out of all the things that I say all the time, all the times that I share Jesse's story every day, multiple times a day, this is when I choke up. This is when I choke up the little boy bends down picks up a starfish and throws it into the water and says i made a difference with that one and and that is truly what educators do every time they make a connection with any any student but it's it's also what we do as human beings when we make a connection with other people we are transforming and possibly even saving lives and and the life could be our own as well. It's just so vitally important. It's the biggest gift that we can give. And Julia, I'm just so grateful that that you're you are a, a family member in the family of of the Choose Love movement, and that you are leading us through this. Uh, and and this is such a beautiful gift that we're giving to schools. and I, I'm just so grateful. And I'm also grateful for everyone that's listening to this. Thank you for choosing love thank you for for touching the starfish that you do and and making such a a big difference in the world it's why we're here
1: yeah very well said I love that story it is the truth we can just you know just touch that one life we make a difference right yeah yeah Yeah. and thank you for my
0: life so thank you again oh yes thank you for choosing love thank you Scarlett. thanks julia
1: it's all part of us we can all choose love it'll lift you up if you let it in let
0: the healing begin Thanks for listening to the choose love podcast our positive empowering messaging is reaching millions of people all over the planet join the worldwide movement to choose love Our programming is in over 10,000 schools, homes, and communities across the country, in every state and over 112 countries and counting. We are giving individuals of all ages the essential life skills they need to flourish. You can be part of the solution too. We have sponsorship opportunities available that help support us and enable you to share in helping create a safer, more peaceful, and loving world. Contact me on our website, chooselovemovement.org.